0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Subnet Show. I am your host, Gabriel Cardona, coming to you from San Francisco this week. It's great to be here with you guys for another episode of the Subnet Show. And I am joined, as always, by my amazing co-host, the man with the most cats in crypto, Connor Daly. What is up, my friends?
1: Another week, another killer announcement, another... Uh, domino falling on the path to domination.
0: Oh, good one, good one. I, I don't
1: even wanna talk about myself. I mean, I just wanna get into it this <laughs> week. We got we yeah. got a good one.
0: Yeah, we scored. So uh, we we absolutely scored this week. There was a huge announcement and a huge release and we were able to get the senior um, product, technical product manager of the team to join us today to talk about it. So as you may or may not know this week, the uh, Avalanche Core Wallet, or I guess it's really like a WebOS operating system was released. It's been received very, very well by the community I've been playing around with myself. It's done absolutely well. It's absolutely beautiful. And so today we're very very stoked to have Mac Morse, who is the senior technical product manager on the core team, joining us as a guest on the subnet show. What is up, Mac?
2: Not much. Excited to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yes, thanks for joining us. As I mentioned, uh, core was released this week. It's been received very, very well. People have been looking forward to this one for a while. I, we had Nick on and we also had Julia and Todd on previously. So we've had a few different people from your team to kind of approach it from different angles from Nick's originally having the vision to Todd and Julia, having some of the design chops and then working on the development side of it. And in my opinion, I've been saying this all along and I genuinely mean it core is a very, very, very important part of the ecosystem. It's a very important puzzle piece that is now in place. I've been saying it, how we've been living during the era of MetaMask. And MetaMask has kind of been the default go-to wallet for all of the different crypto ecosystems, obviously not just Avalanche, but from Ethereum into a ton of them. And it's really served its purpose well and it's helped catalyze, you know, a big part of the entire crypto movement over the last few years, but it didn't suit Avalanche perfectly because Avalanche is a multifaceted jewel and we have subnets and we have virtual machines and we have bridges and we have all this stuff going on. Plus we have this sub-second immutable, irreversible finality and people who often use MetaMask are like, it doesn't seem like it's that fast, what's going on when really it's not Avalanche, which was slow, it's the MetaMask thing. So we've been waiting for this new puzzle piece to fall into place, a wallet or much, much more than a wallet really, an, an operating system, a command center which was built for Avalanche from the ground up that can really show um, all of the different features of Avalanche and really you know sing its praises. And so I'm very, very excited that it's been released. Congratulations to you and your team. It's really awesome to have you on board. So I guess we'll just kind of start out before we you know get to the wallet, we'll briefly just talk about your crypto journey and your crypto vision. So how long have you been now at Avalabs?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Super excited about Core and excited to talk to you guys. Um, Let's see how long I've been at Avalabs. Um, I think it's been just over a year at this point. I came on, um, I think, early June of last year. So yes. almost 13 months at this point.
0: Which seems like uh, if for most jobs, that's not a long time, right? You say somebody, I've been at a place for a year, and it's like, that's not that long. But in crypto, man, that's, that's a lifetime I just—I saw that
1: somebody somebody suggested on Twitter that when you work in crypto, your work ages in Doge years. So it's seven years per uh, per per calendar year. It definitely
2: has felt like ten years. Um, we've gone through so much. We've developed so much, and it's been awesome to get to this point where we can ship out core. I feel like the the cycles here just go so fast and. Everybody's so talented that you know we achieve a lot, but we do work hard for sure.
1: You you've basically been on core the entire time you've been at the company, haven't you? Or did you were you doing things before then?
2: Yeah. So when I first came in, um, I really started with Avalanche Wallet. So as you guys know, you know, wallet.avox.network, um, it's our standing web wallet, everybody uses it for delegating, validating, moving funds, X and P, C chain, all that good stuff. Um, originally started on that and the browser extension um, and another piece of core, which we can get to, were basically ideas at that point. Um, and so I'd say like within a month, I had migrated away from the avalanche wallet and we had set up a team around core, um, specifically for the browser extension. And we started development on that and kind of started taking that idea from zero, which was the idea stage, um, all the way up to yesterday, which was the launch. Um, So we call that one. And then, you know, we're going to ship out two, three, four, all the way out to hopefully thousands.
0: (laughs) Infinity and beyond. Yeah, it's very exciting. Is this the only thing you're working on or do you have other stuff as well? Is this your core thing?
2: Yeah, so... Full-time, yeah, it's my core thing. Um, I sit on the core browser extension team and then um, also the core mobile team. Got it, how
0: big is the team?
2: Yeah, so browser extension right now, uh, I wanna say is somewhere in the teens, around like 15 people kind of float in and out of it, depending on needs. Um, All the products are very deeply related. So a lot of the developers kind of shift between things. Um, And then core mobile is probably another seven or so. on top of that. So almost 20 between the two.
0: And what is the breakdown between managers, designers, engineers, et cetera?
2: Yeah. So the product teams are broken into um, a product manager. So that's myself. And then um, there's a project manager. His name's Mike Bono. He's great. uh, Handles a lot of our delivery efforts. Mm -hmm. And then there are designers that sit on either team. So that's Todd and Julia for browser extension and mobile. Uh, They've been on your show. That was great. I watched that one. Mm -hmm. And then we have a whole slew of devs that work um, on both sides and they all have their areas of expertise, whether it's you know the bridge front end um, back end architecture um, tech lead things
0: like that got it and so yeah um do you have a sense of uh, you don't have to share obviously specifics specifics if you cannot but do you have a sense of uh, downloads or adoption since it went live yesterday has it been a good good launch so far
2: yeah definitely not going to get into details on metrics um i don't think people would be too happy if i shared that yet but We did get a lot of traction. We've got tons of downloads, tons of users. Um, A lot of folks opted into the data analytics, which uh, we're super grateful for. So thank you to everybody that's done that. We've seen a lot of traction Um, in that regard. We've seen people click through the app and engage with certain actions. We've seen areas that are kind of hotspots, areas that people aren't touching so much. Um, This is all super useful data for us to not only build new features, but also to um, make the features that exist better, right? Like if we can see navigation patterns through certain features via the analytics, uh, we can see where people are getting hung up. So for example, in like onboarding, um, we'll see when people are dropping off and we can see like maybe the verify mnemonic piece is too hard. um, So we can go back to the design and and figure out a way to make that easier. So we've gotten solid adoption and um, really excited to see what people are doing with it yeah what
1: what is the most important part about this early release? I guess what are you looking for? I guess, yeah, from from those metrics, from the community response, I guess what are your biggest open questions going into this launch? and what 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 community feedback do you guys? do you think that you need to you know take things to the next level or you know form the next part of the roadmap?
2: Yeah, so the big piece right now is just going to be um, use it. So we've tested extensively. We've pushed it through multiple different forms of like internal betas. We brought in some private testers. Um, If any of those private testers are listening, thank you for testing. That was a pretty small cohort. There's probably about 50 pre release But what we're looking for right now is just bugs. So this is super feature rich. It's very much in beta mode. Um, And there are blind spots that we have, right? We couldn't test everything. We couldn't test every case, every use. Crypto is huge. There's so many different things you can do with a wallet. Um, and core specifically. So for people that are using it that are encountering you know bugs, things that are breaking, things that might be weird, things that could be fixed, made better, um, right now we're just looking for feedback around that stuff. Uh, so we've got some awesome channels, our product support guys are sweet. They've got um, two ways to get us bugs and then product feedback and kind of a big piece of that is that we do listen. so, Everything you guys write and send to us, whether it's on Twitter or product board, like I'm probably going to end up reading it and uh, we might not do something with it immediately, but it does get shelved and we will reference it in the future.
1: Yeah, so, what is, so what is the best way for somebody who has to find a bug or has feedback? So Twitter product board, do you have a link or, or an account or something that people should know about?
2: Yeah, so we have a product support article um, that has two links in it, and it's super clear. It's all laid out. I can send you guys the link to that uh, if you want to like post it or something after this.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll put it in the show notes.
0: Cool.
2: So yeah, it basically has two links in there. One's for product feedback, so that's going to go through a piece of software that we use to kind of collect and manage product feedback, and then that eventually gets into our roadmap. Um, and then the other piece is bugs, so that looks super familiar. It's just a Google form. But on the bug side, like if you can give us as much detail as possible, so steps to replicate, maybe a screen cap, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically like make it easy for the team to replicate your issue. And then that way we can fix it faster and get it shipped out to you guys to use.
0: And who is driving the vision? Is this still the vision that Nick had from his very first week on the job? Or is this coming from Goon? Or like where, where is the actual vision coming from?
2: Yeah. So super good question. Very much driven by Nick. Um, I talked to him if not daily, then like every few days, um, he's very much involved with core and yeah, we're kind of driving and executing on his vision. He's got a very broad, um, like view on how he wants core to play into this kind of, you know, web three OS. Um, and it's really cool. I think it's going to take us some time to get to the end of the vision and, really build out all these pieces, but core is really the first step, um, specifically the browser extension. There are other products coming in behind it. Um, this thing really is gonna be, you know, an OS. I think a lot of people saw that like web three OS and they were like, well, that's kind of lame cause it's just a wallet. But the real kind of rebuttal to that is that this is just the first step. Um, we have a lot of development. Our roadmap is very rich uh, through the rest of this year and then into next year too. So I'm, I'm very excited. I think everybody
0: should be too. Awesome. And what has go for it, Connor?
1: No, no. no I asked your question first. I was going to change the subject.
0: Yeah. yeah, I was going to say what have been um, sort of some of the pros and cons or challenges and some of the highlights, highlights and lowlights that sort of jump out uh, from the journey.
2: Yeah. So I think highlights. Um, the launch was a huge highlight. We're really excited to get that done. We did a ton of work between, I would say, March. Um, so kind of coming back from Summit. We all buckled down and, and really shipped a ton of work. The devs were extremely busy through the end of March into launch. Um, we added a lot of functionality to the wallet, specifically around subnets, um, kind of the Bitcoin stuff came together. That was in progress long before. But um, yeah, I would, say, I would say the launch was a really big highlight. Um, some of the data stuff that we've gotten has been a huge highlight. So a lot of like the backend that's powering core is being handled by our data platform team. Um, those guys are geniuses. They've built a very, very cool API that's basically ingesting the world. Um, and we're consuming it and then, you know, showing users their NFTs, their balances. Um, and that's only going to get better over time. So as we bake that in, uh, that core is like coming to life with that data, which is really cool. So yeah, those are solid highlights. I'd say some lowlights. Um, it's been over a year of development, so we've definitely run into roadblocks.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we built things that didn't work. We pivoted a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, we had designs that didn't work. We had features that maybe weren't quite right. Um, all kind of normal product development stuff. So kind of overcoming those hurdles and, you know, going back to the drawing board and um, just building what we need to, I think. Um, yeah, have been challenges, but Overall, it's been pretty fun.
1: All right. I, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. I think we need to, to show this thing off.
0: Let's we'll see it. Cool.
1: Sorry. Apologies to the audio listeners, but yeah. this, is, this is the benefit you get. You get to see our beautiful faces, <laughs> and you get to see some really cool core demos. Yes. So I encourage you to watch on YouTube if you can. All right. Here we go. Yeah, man. This looks good
2: cool all right so if you go to the chrome store you install chrome um, like kind of any other browser extension Mm -hmm. you will eventually be taken to this page so this is our landing page um, and where you're going to get started every time you fire up a new instance of core so immediately you're greeted with a couple of options here so for our new users or folks that want to create a new mnemonic phrase we call them security recovery phrases to make it a little bit easier but I might say mnemonic instead of security recovery phrase. Um, You can click on this button and that will take you into the new wallet flow. If you have an existing wallet, so if this is an existing mnemonic that you have, uh, maybe it's from a wallet you've used previously, Um, maybe it's from a ledger device, you can go ahead and click this button and that will take you into those flows. Uh, Something I really want to call out here is that we have moved the ledger flow to the front of the onboarding process. So there's another browser extension out there that's very popular um, that the ledger flow is within the app. So you actually have to create a mnemonic and then basically like most people don't use that mnemonic. They just kind of connect their ledger and then they go about their day. Um, For us, the ledger is the mnemonic. So connect your ledgers up front, go through this flow and you can get to your wallet but we'll go ahead and spin up a new one. You're gonna be greeted with um, basically our data awareness page. So help us improve core. Uh, We're not doing nefarious stuff with the data. We're not selling it. We're not, you know, giving it to anybody. This is all internal. This feeds product development. Um, I'm very close to this data. I watch it closely. We talked a little bit about it at the beginning. So if you're comfortable with this, I would recommend, you know, agreeing to this. Can always say no thanks. That's totally fine too. But ultimately this does help us develop core. So now we get into names and passwords. So basically this is just a quick way to get into your wallet. So let's go ahead and give this one a name. And we'll go ahead and agree to the legal stuff. And that'll take us into the mnemonic. So we'll go ahead and copy that. This is all very similar to other flows um, and other wallets. And then we'll go ahead and verify it. So I'm going to pull up notes here and just drop
0: this in. Count all the way to 18.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to go backwards from 24. (laughs) Um, This is multiply. All right. Cool. So we're done. Success. We're going to get this cool page. You can look at the OWL. Super fun. And then um, just a quick heads up that you can pin the extension if you need to. So once you do that, you're in. You're ready to go. You're going to use Cord. Um, do whatever you need to. We're going to prompt the users to ask if they want to set this as the default wallet. So if you're going to go to adapt and you're going to press, you know, connect, Um, This is going to be the first app that gets prompted. So this is just a feature to keep core at the top of the list and uh, make sure it's the first one connecting to the wallets don't have to do this. If you don't want to, you can always click out of it.
0: Is that something that's happening. So I want to be clear about that. Is that the default wallet in core as in you have multiple ones or is that if you also have MetaMask and and, and Coinbase's wallet installed, it will prompt before those.
2: Yeah, so that's if you have other uh, browser extension wallets installed, like Coinbase or MetaMask. Um, it's just going to prompt before those ones. So I didn't forward.
0: know you could do that. So is that uh, happening at the Google Chrome level? Is that like Chrome API?
2: Uh, yes. Yeah, basically it's happening at yeah, at the Google level.
0: Okay, cool.
2: So yeah, so this is uh, this is the portfolio page. So this is our zero state. Um, this is a wallet that doesn't have any assets in it. I just created it. Um, And we're gonna prompt the users with a couple of different things if they don't have any assets. So obviously you want assets, right? So for the C chain, you could grab your address, you could scan it on your phone. Maybe you have a mobile wallet. Um, Maybe you're sending funds over from an exchange. You can copy that here and then you can drop that into your exchange. You can also buy. So we have integrated with Moonpay. Um, They are our fiat on-ramp provider. So clicking on buy we'll take the user to Moonpay. Can you guys see this? Yes. Cool, all right. So Moonpay, this is an integration. Um, so this is all handled by Moonpay. We're just basically like a vector to get people to this area. And then you can kind of punch in you know, how much you want to spend. So let's say we're balling out here and we got $300. Uh, we want to buy almost $16 Vox. We go ahead and put that in there. Um, And then MoonPay is going to ask us to basically sign up with their service, you're going to punch in an email, go through um, the processes that they have in place, so there's different levels of KYC that MoonPay does, Um, and then you can end up buying your crypto with either a credit card or an ACH if you want to buy higher limits. Um, And ultimately, this is pretty convenient, you can get a couple of thousand bucks pretty quickly worth of a vox and it ultimately is immediately delivered to your wallet so
0: is there a limit limit on how much you can
2: get yeah i think it's it's about 1500 for credit cards and i think ach goes up to
0: 4000 got it and it's literally like you said instant so i'll have it in a minute or so as soon as i go through the flow
2: yep yep instant
0: that's Um, great that's so sweet is that limited to us people
2: it is not. So MoonPay actually supports tons of different currencies, um, USD, Euros, whatever you need.
0: Wow, that's wonderful. Um, you, can, yeah, you can go through their flow. Sweet.
2: So, yeah, I don't have a MoonPay account, so I'm not going to continue on that front. But um, I think I'll stop here. I'm going to load up my test wallet so we've got actual tokens mm-hmm. uh, we can kind of play around with. But I guess any questions that you guys have on the Create Wallet flow?
1: Uh, this looks awesome. I think uh, it looks really, really simple. I think it's something that you know people who are familiar with more like Web two interfaces can actually uh, wrap their head around. I hope <laughs> I'm too jaded or I'm too uh, I'm too advanced. I know too much about uh, <laughs> crypto that it's hard to think through the beginner's eyes again. But yeah, no, I think it looks really clean, really simple. So I'm yeah, excited to start using it.
0: From a developer's perspective, uh, what is the tech stack here? Is this a React app?
2: Yeah, so this is React app um, written mostly in TypeScript. I think they use some JavaScript where they had to, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, pretty simple, very similar to a lot of web stuff out there.
0: And only currently a Google Chrome app, right? Not Firefox.
2: Correct. So we are supported explicitly on Chrome. Other Chromium browsers, it does work on it. Um, we're not saying that it works perfectly well. We haven't tested extensively on, on other Chromium browsers like Brave, et cetera, right. um, but it should work. We are not on Firefox, but we have gotten a ton of feedback. Thank you to everybody that submitted that, that they would like Firefox. So that may be something that gets on the roadmap. Um,
0: cool. Yeah, it looks great. It looks nice and simple. Um, I don't think there's going to be any major hookup, uh, hiccups for people. It seems like pretty straightforward what people are used to getting a mnemonic. Backing it up somewhere and then confirming it by choosing a few of the different words and then setting as a default uh, default extension. That's pretty cool. I didn't even know that was an option. And then, yeah, just overall, the design, sort of black and white heavy. I don't see a lot of the uh, avalanche red. I see it a couple of different places, but what were, what were some of the ideas for kind of keeping it sort of so stark with just black and white primarily?
2: Yeah, so there's actually kind of a funny story about that um, with regards to the dark mode. So we initially did start building both modes. We had a light mode and a dark mode. Um, Eventually maintaining both of those states and kind of delivering at the velocity that we needed to became unsustainable. Um, This probably happened around, I wanna say December, November of last year. Um, But basically we decided that for the first version, the first product, we were gonna go explicitly with a dark mode. Um, And surprisingly, like that made things a lot faster. Like we were able just to crank out designs and screens um, pretty quickly. So light mode may be a thing in the future. I know we've got a couple of asks for it already. Um, Pretty easy sort of to do. So it may come. Um, With regards to like the Avalanche Red, so Core is very much like a standalone brand. Um, This is something created by Ava Labs. It's going to be a suite of products that don't necessarily live exclusively on the Avalanche chain. They're optimized for Avalanche for all of its subnets, et cetera. Um, They're going to work very well there, but they're also going to work on other chains as well. So this was something that we wanted to split away from the Avalanche brand and kind of give it its own branding the red is splashed in here and there you can kind of find it in the logos and things like that there's some loading states etc um but yeah it's very much its own thing um, stands alone as a, a kind of suite of products on its own
1: i gotta say massive props are going with the dark mode over the light mode for the default <laughs> yeah i can't know, even i can't handle light mode anymore like i just during the day it just hurts my eyes if i have any windows open it, it's, it's
2: easy on the eyes. Most crypto people
1: fly at night, so it's
2: good. It's good. Yeah. We keep them, uh, keep those eyes healthy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so do you need to not share your screen? How will you load up your wallet?
2: Oh yeah, we're good. So I'll just go
0: ahead and log out here. Um, yeah, So yeah, I guess you can show us here. What's the workflow for adding a new wallet you just locked. So was it log out or was it luck?
2: Yeah. So it was log out. So we've got two different stages. Um, I think you guys might've seen the little animation here. Can you still see the, the screen? Yeah, yes. Cool, all right. Yeah, so we've got two, there's basically two tiers. So there's a lock function. So if you wanna lock your browser extension, you know, maybe you're stepping away from your computer, maybe you're done for the day, whatever. Um, you can go ahead and go into the settings menu. You can click that big lock button that I just did. Um, and then to get back into your session, you just have to punch in your password. Um, pretty easy. And then we have a second tier of where you can leave that mnemonic. So basically you'll click import security recovery phrase. What that's going to do in the back end is it's going to delete the mnemonic from local storage. um, And then you're going to come back to this page here and you're going to set up basically a new wallet. Gotcha.
0: Cool.
2: So yeah. So let's go through this. Go ahead and click access existing wallet. Um, So it is
0: Ledger Ledger enabled at this moment. I can, I presumably, it's it's there.
2: Yeah, yeah, fully Ledger enabled.
0: Um,
2: Good to call out here that please use your Avalanche app. Some folks were using Ethereum app. Um, So we put in some copy here to just do that. They're running into some issues. And then if you can't connect, go ahead and click on that link and just run through this guide real quick. You should be able to troubleshoot. Um, And if you need external resources, we've got links out to Ledger Live. And then this goes to our support area as well. Got it. I'm going to go ahead
0: and use the recovery
2: phrase, though.
0: And this is your Nolana, correct? Yes.
1: Is this is, uh, Do you need to not share this? No, you're good. We masked <laughs> OK, OK, good. We passed
2: the password. <laughs> Thank you for the concern, but we're good. <laughs>
1: um,
2: cool. So the data screen, and then we'll go ahead and.
1: I don't want to have to blur it out
2: in post-production.
1: you
0: know? <laughs>
2: I was doing a demo earlier with the company and I was super worried about that because I had forgotten that it was masked. Cool. All right. So let's load this up. All right. So we'll give it a second. It's going to pull the balances and then we are off and away. So
0: um,
2: I'll take this top down and then we can kind of get into some of the cool stuff, bridging, dApps, all that fun stuff. Um, But a lot of this is worth calling out. So in the header um, on the left here, we've got the settings menu. From here, you can get into a lot of like under the hood things that you would need to do. So one neat feature here is the address book. Um, You can go ahead and throw your friends in here, throw your family in here, whoever you need to send crypto to on a regular basis, you can store them in here. Um, This is tied to local storage. So if you trash that mnemonic, you're gonna lose your contacts. Um, but as long as that's in there, you'll have these so you can add a new contact, you can give them a name, you can add in your C chain address. Um, this is going the
0: next question is this defaulting to C chain.
2: Yeah, so um, the C chain address is your EVM address so this is going to extend to the subnets that are currently supported. Um, non EVM subnets is a bit of a hot topic right now I don't really want to go there but. Mm-hmm. um we may support that in the future we likely will um, but for now yeah this is just going to be your your evm
0: does it support the x-chain or no
2: it does not support the x-chain or the p-chain yet okay and then uh, we do have native bitcoin support so this is a multi-chain wallet um, you can punch in bitcoin addresses. is that back
0: 32 period. or the one, one the old school address
2: it's back 32 And then here you can um, show tokens without balance so basically this one's just going to show the entire token list that we're indexing. Um, Sometimes people want to see that stuff so we've got that in here. And then this is going to be set as default extension just kind of during dApps connections it's going to jump to the top of the list. So security and privacy, you can manage everything you need this stuff's kind of boring I'll go through it quick but Connected sites, you're connected to a ton of dApps. You can come through here and clean those up if you need to, worried about security. Um, you can change your password. You can show your recovery phrase. And then at any time, if you want to opt out or opt into core analytics, um, you certainly can. You just flip this toggle here, and then that will stop all data collection um, or enable it if you previously opted out. You can access our legal stuff. Um, I'll make a plug for the legal team here. I guess go read the terms of use, uh, terms of service if you want to. And then help center. So this one's really cool. Um, Our product support team is amazing.
0: And I don't know why this isn't loading. Oh, all right. That might have an issue right now, but. Um,
2: basically what that help area is going to do is it's going to take you out to a collection of help articles that our product support team has written um, that basically cover everything in the app. So if you want to know how to connect a ledger, if you want to know how to do a swap, how to do a bridge, um, you can go find those tutorials in the product support area. And if you need more help than that, um, we do have support staff to help out. Um, You can reach out on Discord. I think they also have another way to reach out through like intercom. Um, if you're having like an extensive problem. And then this is the lock button. So you want to close down your you know browser extension for the day. You can do that, no problem. Just lock that.
1: What is the regular timeout before it locks and you have to re-enter your password?
2: Yeah, so I think right now it's like twelve hours. Um, there's kind of some technical dependencies around that. Um, but yeah, it's it's currently set at at twelve hours.
1: I remember some conversations around uh, Summit. Yeah, I think some of the Chrome API was uh, yeah a wonky <laughs> for that.
2: Yep, yeah, yeah, it still is. So we're we're working on it, but um, you know Google has their ways. So um, sometimes we just have to work around them. Kind of jumping like back into the rest of the header here, we've got a connection stoplight. So you can see if you're connected to the current website, just a really useful security feature, like be mindful of what kind of websites you're connected to. Um, and if you need to trash those connections, go ahead and do that in the, in the security tab. Um, you know, I was
1: worried that that was just a random string that got left in the app, but then I realized that that actually is the web page that you're on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's probably an artifact from something. That's funny.
1: Well, it's just cause yeah, it's the, it's the Chrome extension, but yeah, that's, that's not actually a bug. That's the, <laughs> yeah. I was that's, like, oh, yeah, that doesn't that's look cool. good. <laughs>
2: that's, a, that's a good catch. Uh, but yeah, so then like you've got your wallet up here. This will bring you into the accounts manager. So useful to kind of harp on this a little bit. Um, We are calling accounts sets of addresses that are created under your mnemonic. So your mnemonic is basically like God for your session in core. And then if you wanna create sets of addresses underneath it, you totally can. And what you can do is you can go ahead and just click add account. You know, you can rename this whatever you need to. And then you've got another set of addresses
0: um, it's just using the derivation path, like incrementing the final one?
2: Correct. Yeah. So this is just going down the derivation path and it's basically just exposing those addresses um, to the users. And this can go on to infinity. So if you want to use 10,000 accounts, you're more than welcome to. Um, I don't recommend it, but you could. And this is going to derive both addresses. So you're going to get your EBM address and you're also going to get your Bitcoin address. And then you can see you're going to get a balance too. I've got a little bit of um, money sitting in my second account. If
1: if you've derived those addresses before,
2: <laughs> correct? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, in the future, we're going to try to derive addresses a lot automatically that have a balance. Um, but that's kind yeah. of a follow-on feature. That'll
0: be a
1: cool feature. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's part of the BIP 44 um, address discovery algorithm. It's like part of the official spec or standard or whatever you want to call it. I think it does 20 addresses. It's been a while since I read it, but it, it'll parse forward a few of the derived ones to figure out what your last one was derived was. Yeah.
2: Cool, nice. Um, and then the, the last piece down here is you've got, you know, you're shown a preview of the current account and you can copy that and then kind of drop it into whatever you need to. Um, up here, this piece is super cool. So we've got the network switcher Right now, the four networks that we support are the C-chain, um, DFK subnet, Swimmer subnet, and Bitcoin. So you can switch the wallet between those. We will have um, tons of subnets supported in the future as well as other EVMs. Um, but right now, this is what we're restricted to. We're eventually going to expand this into kind of a network manager slash discovery area where you can go search through the list of subnets that we're indexing, um, and you can select the ones you need to do. So. What that whole flow is gonna take away is like going and looking for RPC URLs and chain IDs, um, which is not really a super fun experience unless you know what you're doing. Um, So this is cool. We're trying to abstract away a lot of the details behind network switching,
0: make it easy for the users. So, So when it says Bitcoin, Pardon me if this is a stupidly obvious question, but is this a Bitcoin wallet? I mean, can you just go to the Bitcoin network and send Bitcoin? Is that what that's implying? or It what? is
2: not a stupid question, and it is 100% a Bitcoin wallet. So yes, you can go to the Bitcoin network. You can send Bitcoin. Um, okay. So you'll notice if you switch networks, basically it's going to switch the portfolio page to show you what's on that network. Um, I think I bridged all my Bitcoin over, so I don't have any. But... If you click on receive for the Bitcoin network, you'll see that you have a full blown Bitcoin address here. So this is a Bitcoin wallet. Um, if you're a Bitcoin user and you want just like a really cool UI, like you could just use this for Bitcoin. You don't necessarily have to interact with um, any EVMs or the bridge, etc. cetera.
0: Oh, that's huge, man. That's huge. That's really cool.
2: Cool, so jumping down through, um, top header, we're gonna show you an aggregate balance across all the chains that we're indexing. Um, So this is just the sum of all of the tokens I have across these four networks. And then this is also changeable. So if you don't live in the US, maybe you use another currency like the Euro or all these other currencies down here, you can go ahead and switch that and then it'll jump over for you.
0: And yeah, we can switch it back there. We don't nominate- Do we just support English at the moment?
2: Yeah, so we support those ten. Um, I would say if there are currencies that you don't see that you want supported. Um, no, no, not
0: currencies. Language, like actual the actual language, like is it? Only oh, the languages.
2: Language? Yeah, so languages are on the roadmap. Um, we're working through that right now. We are going to try to translate this into. Uh, we have a set of ten languages that are supported by the Avalanche wallet, the web app. Um, we're just going to bring those over to Core and do the same thing
1: just taking aback back at that euro us dollar exchange rate man <laughs> yeah when i lived in europe uh like 10 years ago that was and especially like 15 years ago that was not the exchange rate we had <laughs> just you flipping over there i was just like oh man did not expect that
2: <laughs> definitely a bit of a shock for sure um
1: so now can we see some of these other tabs here
2: Yeah, for sure. So we've got assets, tokens. Those are fun, but they're not the most fun. I think what everybody really likes to see is collectibles. Um, So this is a feature that's currently only available on the C chain, but we will expand it to other chains in the future. Um, But basically what we're doing here is we're going to show you all of the NFTs that you own in your wallet. We're going to give you a little thumbnail. Um, We also have a list view. So we've got this. Um, we've got a bit of a provocative one in here, so we'll jump back to that. And then if you want to check out these NFTs in detail, what you can do is just go ahead and click on the thumbnail, and you're going to be able to see all the details that you want about your NFT. So you'll have this kind of blown up view. If you want to see like a gallery mode, you can click on it. You can go back. Um, if you want to send it, you can. So click send. This is going to enter you into the send flow, punch in, you know, maybe you're trading NFTs with your friend. Um, You can punch in their address and get that sent over to them. And then you can kind of go go back to the send
0: button button real quick. What was the icon? What's the icon there at the far right? Is that address book?
2: Yeah. So this is the address book. So we bake that into the send flow. Um, So if you click that you'll be able to see all of the recents. Um, These are contracts I've interacted with, so probably don't wanna send to those. But um, if you want to send to your friends that you have those loaded up in the address book, you can. If you wanna trade them between your accounts, you can as well. Very nice.
1: And this is actually honestly a huge feature because this is one of the most frustrating thing about some other wallets that I've worked with is if you have NFTs, you don't have ways to view them and you don't have ways to send them. So I think this is just a hugely important feature that is actually going to make I mean, my personal life better, uh, as well as you know a lot a lot of other people. Just, And it's really annoying to be like, okay, I want to transfer this NFT. Now I got to write a script to actually manage this and import a private key into a hard hat script. And like, oh my God, it's a giant pain. So this yeah, is huge.
2: For sure. And it really puts like the keys back in the hands of the user. Like when I say keys, I mean that like very generally not like private keys. Um, in like before, right, when you're using something like MetaMask, you have to go to a third party to view your NFTs or interact with them or, you know, send them things like that. Um, it's kind of a pain. Most people don't know where to go for that too. Like it's, it's pretty confusing. Um, and so what we want to do is we want to like have this be, you know, the home for these things, just like your tokens. Like you want to see the amount of a box you own. You should also see your NFTs in a wallet, right? It just kind of makes sense. Um, and just kind of you know opening that door for users to easily go about showing these things off to their friends or maybe sending them etc so if you jump down uh, we got a bit of a bug in here but this has been reported and we're working on it <laughs> Uh, but basically, you can get all the details that you need on your NFTs. So you can see the description, the collection name, um, and then associated properties. So these things all have, you know, associated rarities. People really like these things. Um, if you've got Is this a just parsing
1: cool... the OpenSea uh, NFT uh, metadata standard or something else?
2: Yeah, so... A lot of this lives in the JSONs that um, these things are associated with. So I think it's parsing that. I can't answer that question exactly. That would be a question for the data platform team. Sure,
1: sure.
2: Um, They could help for sure. But yeah, so this is NFTs. Um, We've got some really, really cool stuff coming to this area.
1: do you have a not safe for work guard on that other one?
2: We, we don't. So our backend is provided uh, by a service that is not working so well. Um, we're looking to change that. So hopefully this is kind of like our 404 mm-hmm. image. Um, hopefully this gets better in the coming weeks. Um, I think we're gonna switch providers and we'll be able to show a lot more data around these things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess anything else on NFTs, like this is, yeah, pretty exciting stuff. Um, it will get better. We've got a pretty extensive roadmap around these things. We're going to expand the functionality.
1: Just in general, what does the, uh, the plus uh, at the bottom right do?
2: Yeah, so that's the fab. So the frequent action button, um, Julia and Todd might have talked about this when you had them on. That's a designer term. But basically what these do is they replace navigation bars. So like if you've seen in a mobile app, like you have a top nav, a bottom nav, maybe a side nav. Um, But basically this is like a floating nav button. And from here, you can kind of jump to any of the actions that you need to send receive by swap bridge. How about, sorry, go ahead and finish
0: your thought.
2: I was just going to say it's always on most pages, um, so if you need to access it, you you always have
0: access to it. I know in the existing web wallet there is the ability to create X chain NFTs, not C chain NFTs. But do you envision being able to create NFTs at any point?
2: Yeah, definitely um, could be possible. I think if if enough people ask for it, like, why not, right? Sure. Uh, yeah, definitely definitely could be a feature.
0: Is
1: there a Talk m- to me if you're ever interested in doing that. I have a lot of code related to that. <laughs> yeah,
2: there's there the C chain NFTs aren't quite so easy sadly, but um, you know, maybe something that, that comes down the line.
0: Is there a limit on uh, a pagination or something if I have 10,000 NFTs will it just stutter up and puke and fall over or how would that uh, work? under
2: the current scheme you might crash the
0: the, yeah. <laughs> the data <laughs> provider
2: but This should infinitely scroll. So it's it's just an infinite pagination. Okay. Um, Yeah. I would say maybe don't try that. If you do, please send me the bug report uh, (laughs) because I want to look at it. (laughs) Yeah, I think the last piece I'll talk about, I'll hit this quickly, is just activity. Um, This is just kind of a running scheme of what you've been doing. Um, You can see I've done some stuff with wrap BTC, some Joe stuff, contract calls. Etc. cetera. Um, there was a bridge in here. I think we can get into that next if you guys want to. Yeah,
1: hey, yeah, let's go to the
2: bridge. Um, cool. Yeah, so let's talk about bridging. So the way to get to the bridge is going to be through the fab. So fire up the fab, click bridge. Um, this is going to take you into the bridge. So really, really cool feature. Um, what we've done is we've taken the magic of the Avalanche bridge and we've brought it into core. So everything you've experienced with the Avalanche bridge you can now experience within core. And the way that we've done this is that the bridge team has basically created an SDK that we're leveraging. Um, So when you're using this, you're using the bridge that you know and love, it's just kind of a different skin on the front end.
1: But the Bitcoin bridge is not the Avalanche bridge.
2: Correct, yes. So the Avalanche bridge um, was just Ethereum to Avalanche, Avalanche to Ethereum. A lot of people have used it, it's great. Um, the bridge team has now added Bitcoin support to the Avalanche bridge. Um, so it's no longer just Ethereum to Avalanche, Avalanche to Ethereum. It's now Avalanche to Bitcoin, Bitcoin to Avalanche as well. Um, that is not accessible via the bridge web app yet. It's accessible through core. So if you want to bridge Bitcoin, you have to download core. Um, that was kind of some technical limitations around Oh, that.
0: really? So bridge.avox.network doesn't do Bitcoin right now, only core?
2: It does not. No, you have to do it through court. How
0: about that. All right, well, there you go. That should drive download numbers up.
1: This it's was something that we talked right? to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we had Mike, uh, Michael, on the uh, on on the show uh, a couple months ago. I think around summertime, and we were talking yeah. about some of the reasons for that. And we we talked about it on the show. And basically, the the reason is the way the bridge works is. uh, The bridge does not allow you to transfer custody of the tokens. Whatever the input address is has to be the same uh, output address. So that way, for for legal reasons, token ownership, it can't change hands. I can't send my tokens to somebody else over the bridge. I can only send them to myself. Mm. And so to support that for Bitcoin... Uh, is challenging actually for, for Ethereum. It, it's, it's really easy because Avalanche and Ethereum have the same address scheme and you can use the same private key for both. But Bitcoin uses a different uh, address format and private key format than, than Avalanche does. So you actually need a wallet that can basically derive, uh, use one private key to derive both an Avalanche and a Bitcoin address. And there's currently no wallet especially one of the most most popular browser wallets, Metamask, Coinbase, whatever, uh, that will do that for you. And so that was one of the technical uh, innovations of Core was being able to use the same seed phrase, the same private keys to generate uh, keys for both Bitcoin and Ethereum style addresses to use across the bridge that you're still sending uh, these tokens to yourself, even though uh, the address formats are different.
0: Nice, good memory. Nice
2: job. Yeah, really cool how they figured that out. Um, And very cool how they kind of tweaked the derivation path to to fix that. Um, Also, kind of useful plug for the legal team. Those guys are phenomenal, and they did a lot of work around that problem, too, from the legal side. Um, So we do always want to stay compliant and make sure we're not breaking any laws. Uh, They do a good job of working with us on that. So yeah, so for the bridge, um, you know, bridging from Avalanche, I'm gonna go ahead and go from the Avalanche side just because I don't have any assets on the Ethereum side right now, so it's probably gonna throw an error. Um, I think we could throw over, I guess we got some WBTC, we can drop
0: this in, so. So can you wrap from the here?
2: Uh, yes, so this will, this will, I guess, When you say that, what exactly do you mean?
0: So I know like whenever I'm, maybe I'm wrong. I've only, it's been a few weeks since I've used the bridge, but like if I have tokens, don't I? So for example, if I want to send um, AVOX over to Ethereum, do I not need to wrap it first and create wrapped AVAX and send that over? And then on the other side, I have wrapped AVAX on Ethereum. Is that correct?
1: You're close. So currently I don't believe we support bridging AVAX off of Avalanche, but uh, the reverse case, if you want to bring Ethereum or ETH onto Avalanche, I believe you can only bring WETH or wrapped ETH, not native ETH. So we only support ERC20s. Am I right, Mac?
2: Yes. Yeah, I don't think we support uh, Wrapped Box on the Ethereum. So, so sure. the
1: question is: is through Core, can you wrap ETH to 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 Weeth and then transfer that Weeth, or do we do you have to uh, already have Weeth to do your bridge?
0: Because the bridge um, so, a, the bridge has a tab where you can wrap. That's that's what I was thinking.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you'll use that same feature um, that was brought into the SEK. So yes, you can wrap your ETH on the Ethereum side, and then you'll be able to bridge it over.
0: Okay,
2: thank you. So yeah, so we've got some WBTC in here. We're going to send it over to Ethereum. Um, actually, I think, you know, maybe we should do the, uh, the the Bitcoin side. That's a little bit more exciting. Yeah, let's do that. Um, so yeah, so Avalanche to Bitcoin. Um, you can see I've got a balance here. We'll go ahead and punch that in, and then we'll bridge it over to Bitcoin. Um, You can click this button if you want to switch, say you decided you want to go the other way. Um, So we'll go ahead and transfer that. And now we're going to be into a Bitcoin bridging transaction. Um, This is going to take a while just because of the way Bitcoin is. You can see the avalanche confirmation went through very quickly. We've got seven seconds on there. Um, That's probably mostly the UI. (laughs) And... You can kind of see the details here. So we paid about two cents to send that bridge. Um, And then if we want to go view this on Snowtrace, we certainly can, and we can collapse that. And here we can see that it's headed to the Bitcoin network. It's working on its confirmations. Um, We can view that on the Explorer.
0: Not sure which one we're leveraging. Oh, it's blockchain.com. Okay. my browser
2: is just not like an external link to that. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but um,
1: so while we while we wait, uh, could you hide this and see like you know what it looks like while it's happening in the background?
2: Yeah, so nobody wants to wait for a bitcoin transaction to go through. That's <laughs> a good good call out. How many confirmations um, do we have to
0: wait through from the bitcoin side? Uh, I think just it's four. Oh, four, okay. Got yeah. It it's, it's only
1: yeah you need four when you're coming over to avalanche most people do six i thought i thought we did six but i guess maybe it's four um i just i just remember that from conversation long ago but yeah so uh you need that because you need the funds to be finalized on bitcoin before mm-hmm. we allow you to spend them on avalanche before we mint on avalanche the reverse direction you only need one because it's uh you're the one now taking the risk for when, uh, you know, if you were to spend that coin again, that uh, it wouldn't be finalized, not not the bridge uh, ecosystem. So gotcha. you can wait as long as you want for that transaction to be final.
2: Gotcha. That makes sense. I didn't know that. Um, but cool. Yeah, nobody wants to wait for this. So we gave users the option to hide. Um we did also give them this modal because I think a lot of people might be a little concerned, like, hey, if I close out of it, I'm going to cancel my transaction. Um, and the answer is no, it's not. It's sent to the chain, the chain's working on it. Um, but basically, you know, we're going to tell them, hey, this is still going, You know, don't worry. Um, and we're going to flag the activity bar. So you can jump into activity and you can see that your bridge is in progress and you get a quick little heads up of which direction you're going, because that's always good. You want to make sure you're going the right way. Uh, that was confirmed really quickly. Wow.
0: <laughs> so that went through. Okay. So we got one confirmation. So it didn't take 10 minutes for a block to come through this time on Bitcoin.
2: That's awesome. Wow. Very cool.
0: Very cool. So yeah,
1: you can, uh, jump out, uh, forgot that this wasn't working. All right. I'll go back. So I think we have one more feature left to cover. I see, I noticed on the fab that there is a swap page.
2: Yeah. Yep, so we have a swap page. Um, you can swap tokens from anything. Currently, this is only supported on the C chain. Um, but basically, you know, you can drop in whatever you want to. Uh, what kind of token are you guys feeling today? Uh, I'm feeling
1: nostalgic, let's go with PNG.
2: Oh, nice, love it, all right. So we'll swap one of Ox for about 418 PNG um, we'll go ahead and look at the transaction details. So we're going to see what kind of rate we're getting. If we want to play with slippage, we can, um, I'm not really, uh, worried about this one. So we'll leave that. And then we can tweak the gas if we need to, um, on the C chain, you probably don't need to, but always can, if you want, I just leave that at an instant. And then we're not going to charge any fees on this. Um, so this is just, you know, gas. And you can go ahead and review that. Um, Useful to note here that we've integrated with Paraswap and they're the ones that are gonna be executing the swap for us. They are a swap aggregator. So they're gonna get you the best rate, Um, go out into the marketplace and find that. So we'll confirm. We see their details are right. Swap now. And then we can see that this went through. Um, That was fast. Go check it out in the Explorer if you want to. And that'll take us into here. So you can see that we've got a couple of tokens on the chain. Uh, we're gonna show you how much you own of each. The biggest ones will show up here. And then if you wanna see more, you can just kind of jump into this token list, um, check things out. You can manage this and you can also add a custom token. If you've got something that we're not indexing, uh, you can fix that pretty quickly.
1: I think, that, I think that's it. I think that's core, man. Yeah,
2: that was yeah, good, man. So that's core. Um, useful thing to note is that the portfolio page was designed to be super easy to move between networks. Um, so if you switch between these widgets on the portfolio page, you're going to notice that your network changes. Uh, so this is different to other wallets where you got to go up, switch the network, and then you can see your balances. Um, we're trying to abstract a lot of that away. So
1: oh, I also just love that we load all of the networks by default. And so we don't actually have to wait for the whole thing to refresh whenever you switch networks. I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. The performance stuff behind this is very cool. Um,
0: and what is, the, what is the um, sort of metric by which we're adding new networks? Is there going to be some bar that a new network has to hit with regards to users or TVL or something? Or is that just not yet dialed in?
2: So I think a lot of that is still TDD. Um, I would say that we're going to default to doing as many as we can. Ultimately, it's kind of up to the, the data platform team and how fast they can get those ingested by this API that we've created. Um, but our goal is to you know, not really discriminate, and we're going to try to get everything. Um, if you're not on that list and you want to be on that list, just reach out to Ava Labs. Uh, we're happy to have those conversations.
0: Wow. Amazing work, Mac. This is really impressive. Congratulations, dude. Such huge props to you and your team. Dang. This
1: episode yeah. will also be a nice time capsule mm-hmm. for like a year from now when core looks nothing like this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I'll be like, oh, wow, this is what version one looked like. Man, it's so much smoother now. I can't believe it looked this trashy back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I tried it those are
1: so those are so twenty twenty two, man.
2: <laughs> I tried to load a build from like January the other day, and it just wouldn't go because uh, you know they had rebuilt so many things that it just wouldn't load. It was just like a little black box in the corner. Um, so these. I just, I,
1: I always love thinking back to like the old. Whenever you get a new phone and you you get used to it, then you go like pick up your old phone. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, my God, this thing is like a toy.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but now this this new one I have, this is the future. Yeah, it just it always happens when new stuff comes out. But yeah, I'm glad we have this for, for posterity so they can see what version
0: 1.0.0 looks like. Is there anybody on the team you want to give a shout out to, just the entire team?
2: Yeah, shout out to the whole team. Um, there is a small army of developers, designers, product folk that work on this thing. Um, they work hard week in, week out. They've really worked on this thing. They've crushed it, such a good job. Um, yeah, and then shout out to all the all the other people that have worked on this too, at Ava Labs, Finance, Operations, Marketing, BD, um, Legal. You guys have all worked extensively on aspects of core. So we thank you for that.
0: Yeah, great job. I think that's it. Um, any last minute thoughts on this? Um, If people wanna follow you or reach out to you online, do you have Twitter or any other preferred way they can hit you up?
2: Yeah, follow me on Twitter. Um, I check my DMs, I check my replies, things like that. Um, I'm mac.abox on Twitter. The handle's like 0xmac underscore, I think. Okay, Um,
0: we'll add it to the description box as well as any other links. Um, Make sure to shoot them over to us and stuff. You had mentioned a couple at the beginning of the episode. So whatever you shoot us over, we'll add to the description box.
2: Yeah, yeah, last, last piece here is that we do listen to you. Um, you know, our users are super important. So if you guys have feedback, if you have bugs, if you have suggestions, please make them. Um, I can't guarantee that they will all be changed, but we do listen to everything and we do consider it. So get it out there. Um, we'll read
0: it. Wonderful. Amazing. Thank you so much. You have an open invitation to come back anytime you want, man. If you ever want to plug anything or give us some updates, just let us know and you're welcome back, of course, anytime.
2: Awesome. Thanks, guys. This was super fun. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, for sure. Connor?
1: Yeah, as always, you can find me on Twitter. I'm DAS underscore Connor, D A S underscore C O N N O R.
0: Awesome. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for joining us. As always, thank you so much to everybody who's been part of the Subnet Show journey. It really is an honor. And every week, people reach out to me with saying positive things, and I just can't express enough gratitude to you guys. So thank you, every single person who watches. You're an absolute champion. Thank you to everybody who's part of the Avalanche community. This is really just the highlight of my entire career. I have so much fun every single day. And I just want to express so much gratitude to everybody. On Twitter, I am CG Cardona, C-G-C-A-R-D-O-N-A. And of course, we will be back next week. Same channel, same time. We have more great, amazing guests from the Avalanche ecosystem and team joining us. So as we always say, from snowflake to Avalanche and through consensus to the stars. Thank you, everybody. Cheers.